27, that's it? What? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I should, I should explain this. Uh, he served uh, five, almost five, six-year terms, starting in 1948 and oh. ending with his death in 1975. However, okay. you are both very close from another respect. It's said that he was the leader of the Republic of China for 46 years. Uh, that's what I was thinking, like yeah. starting in the mm. 20s or something. That's correct. 1928, he served that's in a I number thought. of capacities. So you're both very close. I think I'll give it to you for this one. <laughs> I like that. All right, we're going to stay at the Chiang Kai-shek Memorial for this next question. Now, you've both seen the front of the Chiang Kai-shek Memorial. It has these marble steps that go up the front, yeah, right? Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> this all about? Why are they doing that? What's going on here? It's Curious John. What is he curious about today? Over the past few years, Taiwan has turned to its neighbors in Southeast Asia in search of new workers, new trade opportunities, and new friends. Looking southward has become serious business as immigrants and migrant workers fill empty spots in Taiwan's workforce and relaxed visa rules bring in more tourists. When it comes to looking south, you can't get much more geographically literal than looking towards the Philippines. The Philippines is Taiwan's nearest Southeast Asian neighbor. The two are only separated by the Basher Channel, just off Taiwan's southern tip. It's probably not surprising, then, that people from the Philippines form one of the larger Southeast Asian communities that's grown up in Taiwan in recent years. For the past 12 years, Filipina immigrant Jen has watched as this community has grown. She appears regularly on Taiwanese TV to talk about the Philippines, and she's become a YouTube ambassador as well, bridging the gap between the Philippines and Taiwan with her channel Hello Phil Thai, the Filipino voice. She joins us today for a look at what brings Filipinos and Filipinas to Taiwan and how they live here. So, uh, first of all, can you tell us uh, something about around how many people from the Philippines are, are living in Taiwan these days? It increased dramatically for almost 12 years of being here in Taiwan. I would say it's approximately 160,000. From 2010, it's almost doubled. Do they mostly yeah. come from the same areas of the Philippines? No. You know, Philippines has 7,100 islands and islets. Many of the people from the Philippines coming in Taiwan are mostly from the different parts of the Philippines. And what yeah. jobs do they come to do? Well, I tried to do my research. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the report said many of the Filipino workers coming in here are for the electronics company, factory workers, and the rest are for the caregiving and domestic helpers. And you also mentioned new immigrants. Do many of them tend to stay here long term and, and start families or set down roots? When we talk about residents coming in here, like in marriage or uh, like they migrate here, they would stay here for forever if they like it here. But for those who are working in Taiwan, many of them would stay here for three years. That's for the contract. And if their employers or companies would like to have them back, the most that they could stay here is until 15 years that's in the law. Do you know why that cap is in place? Is there any explanation for that? Because it seems like, why would you turn away skilled workers? 
The first reason would be just about the choice of the employer or the company. Because there are a lot of people applying for jobs here in Taiwan. So if they wanted to have a new employee, then they have their choice. But then those who have outstanding performances, which is often that way. That's why there are a lot of Filipinos here stay for like almost 6 to 15 years. Yeah, so it's really about the performance and many of the companies would love to retain Filipino workers first because they understand English, especially in, in factories and they, they like how they work. So those who only stay for like three years, most of them, their companies are not doing well and they don't want to stay longer in Taiwan. Have you heard of any attempt to get rid of this 15-year cap so that people who know their jobs well and contribute to their companies can stay longer? Very honest, there are a lot of Filipinos, especially those who are trusted by their employers, those who are in, in the house. Many of them would want it to stay longer, but unfortunately, the government only allows 15 years, which is really good. It used to be nine years only. Just recently, it becomes 12, and then they added another three years, so that's 15. But why do Filipino people choose to come to Taiwan when a lot of our neighbors are, are near neighbors, especially places like Japan or South Korea or Singapore, have much higher salaries? Because it's faster to apply in Taiwan. The rest of those uh, tiger economies in Asia, let's say Korea and Japan, they're very strict with regards to applicants and allowing them to work in their country. Mm-hmm. It was really difficult, like twice as difficult. That's the reason, main reason why more Filipinos are coming in Taiwan than in Korea or Japan. And even like Singapore, it's also an ASEAN country. Singapore wasn't that open to laborers as much as I know. Taiwan has the most offer of uh, work for factory workers in the Philippines because one reason, Taiwan or the locals here doesn't really know much how to speak and read in English. We have a lot of industrial parts right here, industrial companies, and they really wanted to have an employee that's not that expensive, but then could give them good deliver the kind of work that they want. Most especially, they need someone who can understand English. Right. That's the main reason why they wanted to go to the Philippines and hire as many as Filipinos. And that's why, as I've told you, there's like 60% of the employees here in Taiwan for the factory workers are Filipino because of the language. When they first arrive in Taiwan, what sorts of uh, culture shocks or other difficulties do Filipinos face? The most difficult thing that Filipinos really have in coming here for the first time is the food because of the smell. Normally, the Filipinos working here, they have their cafeteria. So they would be eating the food, what the companies would prepare. And there are food with those typical Taiwanese smell, like herbs, which Filipinos don't really accustomed to. Mm-hmm. So what they do, they buy their own food. And uh, the rest, uh, I think it's, it's, it's okay. Well, aside from missing their own families, with the language, they don't have that problem. We're talking about workers. They don't have that much problem because their environment is with the Filipinos. And in terms of uh, labor rights and other practical issues of living here, besides the food, is that something that is an issue with Filipino workers? There are different experiences depending on what kind of job you have right here in Taiwan. So let's start off with the caregiver and the domestic helpers. These population of Filipinos have a little bit of, let's say, sentiment towards the 
government in Taiwan because they have lower salaries and they don't have that much to enjoy as an employee because they get to work almost 24 hours, especially those caregivers, and then they get to pay for their own food. Not everyone, but a lot of them, they don't have their own beds to sleep, so they have a little problem with privacy. And then during this winter season, you know, Some of them, they, they have to sleep on the floor, which is really very cold. In fact, I even have this farm on Facebook, and I have like almost 2,000 members, and their jobs are domestic helpers and caregivers. And one of their concern mainly is to have free food, because with that little salary of them, it's like 17,000 until now. That's very and difficult. He, to make a living with. Yeah, exactly. And you have to buy your own food and you have to like support your family back home. It's quite difficult. Yes. And uh, to share to you, clarify about the, the factory workers, I believe uh, many of the factory workers are happy because it's totally different. They have fixed salary that's like 21,000 NT. It's not that high, but then compared to those working as caregivers and domestic helpers, it's a big difference. It's a blow, but close to minimum wage, right? Yeah. And then um, aside from that, they have a pay for their overtime. And then the factory workers, they get to have a fixed day off, which those caregivers and domestic helpers don't. So yeah, no, no and, vacation uh, time for those caregivers. Yeah, so you see the gap is quite big. And uh, factory workers, they have their time to like enjoy. The companies would bring them out and eat out and have some parties. And they even have the freedom to like do their own events. They can dance, they can sing, everything. But hmm. those domestic helpers and caregivers right here, like the Filipinos, they have limited time to go out since many of their employers wouldn't want them to go out because they don't want to give them day off. And, you know, this would surprise you if they would have a day off. Their employers would cut off monthly pay. They deduct their pay for taking a day off? Yeah. You sign the contract. It's written on the contract, but many of the contracts are written in Mandarin, so they would not understand. What, what they do know is the amount of their pay. Right. When they came here, they were surprised like they have to pay for the food, and everything. So they don't really know what they're signing up for then? To be very honest, not all of it because many of the contracts are written in Mandarin and I always ask, do you see the English translation? And unfortunately, they do have, but maybe didn't read everything because contract would entail you to read a lot of pages, I suppose. Mm, a lot of legal talk. But this kind of tough experience is far from being universal for Filipinos living in Taiwan. Next week, Jem will share her own story about how she came here and talk about the good she sees in Taiwan. We'll hear about solidarity in Taiwan's Filipino community and hear just how much closer Taiwan and the Philippines have become in just the past few years. I'm Curious John, and I'll see you again next week. Stroke of Light a portrait of Taiwan through the eyes of painters, sculptors, filmmakers, and photographers. Hello and welcome to Stroke of Light. I'm Jake Chan. In the last few weeks, we have been exploring the works of Spanish comic book artist Juan Cornella. We looked at how he manages to tackle really important social issues, such as the rising trend of addiction, 
depression associated with the incessant posting and sharing of one's curated self-image on social media. That's not the only issue that Cornella tackles with his paintings. Among a number of issues, cruelty and discrimination is a theme that is also present in many. And it helps greatly to drive forward the themes that these paintings try to examine or critique. In one comic strip, we see a doctor tries to help a patient with respiratory issues. The patient coughs out something from his mouth, and that object hits a lady on a bike, who then loses her direction and hits a man who's trimming his hedges, who then falls over and accidentally cuts off another man's head with his large scissors. The head of the beheaded man then falls into a basketball hoop. In the final frame of the painting, the doctor and his patients both raise their hands to cheer. It is certainly a very cruel, if not nearly impossible, series of actions, and the jolly reactions of the two men at the end really is jarring. It is as if they simply don't have the capability to sympathize with others and to feel the pain of others. What they enjoy more than anything is spectacle and humor, no matter how cruel or morbid it is. This is a reflection of our world and media landscape that is becoming increasingly radical. No matter where we look, whether it is in the cinema, on television, or on the internet, the things we see and hear is getting more and more crass, more and more filled with imagery and humor that really is lewd and vulgar with no meaning behind it. Civility, as it seems, is becoming increasingly rare these days. In the several comic strips next to the one we just examined, we see other short stories that are equally absurd, but illuminates many other aspects of society. In one series, we see a man handing a paper bill to a beggar on the side of the road. He then gets into a taxi. The vehicle takes off and drives over the beggar. The passenger, now bloodied, gets off the car, takes back the money from the dead beggar's hand, and hands it over to the driver. Both maintain a big, empty, creepy smile during the whole process. Prying money out of dead people, as it seems, is totally rational for the man. In another comic book series, a well-dressed man sees a mother who is begging for money while caring for two children. One of them is still a baby. The man turns over both his empty pockets to show that he has no money. He then picks a coin from the jar that the woman is holding, goes to a vending machine, and buys a condom. He then puts it back in the jar. Everyone ends up with a big smile on their faces. The man would rather tell the poor mother to exercise birth control than to give money to her and her starving children. This represents a phenomenon that's increasingly popular these days, and it is called virtue signaling. Instead of helping out someone's problem out of kindness, people are increasingly tempted to show their moral superiority on a public platform as a way to stroke their own ego. The problem shows up in every aspect of society all over the world. For instance, and this is a real-world example, while Los Angeles right now is experiencing a homeless crisis, so-called social workers paint murals on the wall to. And I quote, raise awareness of the problem. 
Earlier this year, again in 2019, several environmental groups got busy to back a Swedish girl by sending her to tour around the world to speak on environmental issues. The gesture is virtually nice, but no action follows suit. Raising awareness on certain issues to gain positive publicity, instead of taking real actions to actually tackle them, seems to have become a trend nowadays. But sooner or later, people need to realize that it does nothing but stroke their ego. Thank you for listening to Stroke of Light. Next week. We'll conclude this mini-series on Juan Cornella by examining his work in the backdrop of a comic book art in general. I'm Jake Chen, and I'll talk to you then. together already. It's time to feast. Sit down at the table with Andrew Ryan and Ellen Chu on Feast Meets West. Hello, welcome to the feast. Welcome to 2020. I'm Andrew Ryan. This is Ellen Chu. I don't really want to believe it's 2020 already. I know. In、yeah. fact, for the rundown for today's show, I wrote 2019. Oh no, <laughs> you're still in 2019. You're in last year. I'm telling you, man, it's hard to get used to the new 2020 thing. Right, but it is here, ladies and gentlemen. Okay,、mm-hmm. believe it or not, we have finally reached 2020. That's right. You know, they say hindsight is 2020. Well, hopefully this year foresight will be 2022. Okay. Well, I mean 2020 as well. All right. Shall we check out what's on our menu? Yes. <laughs> Let's do it. In our 2020 menu, first course, we'll tell you about the most popular searches related to the year 2020 in Taiwan. Plus, what are you looking forward to this year? In our second course, we have a surprising and somewhat poetic treat to kick off the year. Some sweet. Frozen pickled flowers. Wow! And in our third and final course, our New Year's resolution. Oh my goodness!、Uh, How did we do this past year? And what are we, you know, wanting for 2020?、Mm, okay, our resolutions again. Again, we do this every year. Some years were successful. Some years, not, not so much. Really? Okay. Yeah. Spoiler alert: I wasn't successful at all this year. I don't even remember my resolution. <laughs> the only reason I remember is because I listened for it for、okay. today's show. <laughs> <Yeah> . That's great. <laughs> I know. All right. Alrighty, we're gonna go into a song, and it's very appropriate for the first program of 2020. It's called "Starting Today." All right. It's by Nelly Imbruglia. Starting today, I'm not gonna waste another moment. Even if I had the chance before, I would have blown it. 
Okay, we are back now in our first course today. Mm-hmm. And the question is, Ellen Chu, what are people looking for in the year 2020? And uh, we start, let's start off with looking at what the people search for on Google. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to ask you what you're looking forward to. Okay. So if you do a little Taiwan search about the year 2020, you just type in 2020 Nian, which means a year. Mm-hmm. Then... Looks like a lot of people are looking for their vacation schedule for this right. year. <laughs> and there are people, of course, everybody is really into the election and Taiwan presidential election. Mm-hmm, that's okay. right. Also, people want to know what the animal year is this coming year. This coming year should be... I think it's the rat. The yeah. rat, right? Yeah. It's rat year. Okay. Uh, yeah. Su. Yeah. Oh, Su-nian. okay. Uh-huh. Uh, we're both looking at each other like, is that I right? Know. Is that right? I think so. Um, people are also looking for uh, Chinese New Year dishes. Mm. And that is because Chinese New Year happens really early this year. Right. And a lot of people looking up at Tokyo. Is it the Olympic? Mm-hmm. Right? That's right. The 2020 Tokyo Olympics. Mm. Um, those are the main things that everybody is looking up. I think that's everything, yeah? Yeah. There are, a lot of them are different versions of the same thing. Mm-hmm. People are looking for presents for the Lunar New Year. You know, the Lunar New Year happens really early. It's like uh, January 25th, I think is. Yeah, this year is earlier. That's why, you know, all the year-end party, everything is like, you know, pulled all the way up to like end of December, right? Mm, yeah. That's crazy. Crazy, huh? I think maybe a lot of people will do a chunjo, like so they do a beginning of the year party right, right. instead of a year-end party. I know. Yeah. Yeah. You must be busy at this time of the year, Ellen. Well, you know, yeah, but basically it's already like, you know, it all finished around January. Mm. Right. 
And I started from December already. Holy cow. I know. Busy, busy, busy. Busy, busy, busy. Busiest time of the year. What are you looking forward to this year in the year 2020, Ellen? This year, actually, I'm really looking forward to live my life to full and more. Think about myself a little bit more, you know, because, you know, I lost a friend. Mm. And, you know, he's young. Mm-hmm. And it, it just happened accidentally. And then he, he just went on a show and he died. Mm, he was only 35. 35 years old. But that really, you know, knocked something into our head. You know, feeling that mm. we should not be worrying about, you know, things that's going to happen a month later or two months later. Or, you know, planning our life like, you know, a year ahead. Mm. And, you know... We should really cherish what we have right now. Live in the and, moment. Right. Live in the moment and do what you really want to do. If you have a thought of doing something, just go and do it. Mm. You know, stop thinking and being like, you know, so careful and being controlled in life. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we just have to let loose and say that, hey, this is what I'm going to do. What do you want to do, Alan Chu? What I want to do, mm. I want to actually work less. <laughs> <laughs> and really be able to have some of my time, my mm. own time. So therefore, I think, you know, next time if some girlfriend asks me, hey, you want to go to Japan or go to Korea without kids and husband? Do it. I would say yes. Absolutely. I would try to arrange my kids. I love it. Yeah. I love it, Ellen Chu. And Just I think pick this up is and go. really important, especially for moms right. or right. people with kids. Yes. You know, people who have families. Right. It's easier for people me- like me to do that. But even though, like, I am single, I still replace the family with work, right? Right. So it's You're still married hard. to work. It's still hard for me to do that. You're married to work. And I have married myself to several work, you know, <laughs> which is like really difficult. But, yeah. you know, this year I really want to clear out the things that, you know, I think it's it's problem for me. Mm. You know, I really want to just cut every problem out and try to live my life to the fullest. I love it, Ellen Chu. Yeah. Any specific event you're looking forward to this year? Any traveling? Oh, hmm. traveling. Well, you know, I think some girlfriends have been thinking about planning to go to Korea for a short trip. And, mm. you know, I think that is one thing that uh, if they start, you know, planning, I think I'm going to jump in and say, hey, let's go. Okay. I want to go make mm-hmm. this happen. And I think I will be taking my kids, you know, to Beijing for a swim meet. Mm, I think in like in mid-February. Awesome. And I think that would be something different for my kids to see too because they've always heard about China. Mm-hmm. They've always heard about Beijing and how, how you know, people live their life there. You mm-hmm. know, I want my kids to really go to places that's very different from Taiwan mm-hmm. and the United States. And these are the countries they're very familiar with. Love it. And I really want my kids to be able to, you know, start handling a lot of the responsibility themselves because they're third grade and fourth grade. And I think, you know, kids nowadays rely on parents too much. And I think they still have time to make mistakes mm-hmm. and learn on their own. Like mm. this year, I, I already started. Like, you know, I stopped checking their, you know, electronic uh, devices, uh, devices yeah. like, you know, for homework. They mm-hmm. have like a Google Classroom where they have all the homeworks like written in. Mm-hmm. I just ask them to check themselves mm. and be responsible. 
That's and great. if they didn't check it well, they come back with some, you know, pretty poor grades mm-hmm. and pretty bad results. And they have to deal with the uh, consequences. Right. And I just kind of, you know, breathe in and say, hey, that's what happened. Mm. You have to read it carefully. So looking forward to your kids becoming more independent, looking forward to you having more time. Yes. Vacations. Yes. Travel. Yes. Time for Ellen. Yes. I think I think that's pretty important because you never know. Mm. You know, these are things that you want to do, but, you know, maybe you won't be able to if you don't do it now. Live in the now. Right. I love it. Okay. We're going to go into... you? Oh, me? Yeah. I'll tell you later on in today's show. We're going to go into a song, and this is called Chitai, Something to Look Forward to. And this is a retro song by Yo-Ya. Yo-Ya. Back in a moment with some frozen flowers in our mouths. Second course. Okay, so every year in our first program of the year, we try to sample something that's interesting, thoughtful, unusual, and we are eating flowers. Mmm, and it's crunchy, mm-hmm. and it's chilled, it's frozen, it has mm-hmm. a little frost in there. Mmm. Mm. I like it. So these are white roselle flowers. Okay. Usually we see them as like kind of a magenta colored or so like it's a, like luoshen, right? Luoshen hua. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, these can be used to make a refreshing drink. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you can also eat them like this, uh-huh. pickled. Oh. Um, but I think it's quite poetic, the thought of them encased in ice. So sort of like something from the spring or summer, uh-huh. which you want to preserve for the whole year. So you right. put it in ice. Uh-huh. And then even though it's wintertime now and a lot of flowers are not mm. in bloom, you can still appreciate this flower. So this is for poets, okay? The poetic flower treats. This and is nice. Just an idea mm-hmm. of how you can actually make these flowers if mm-hmm. you want. You can do this. You need to make sure that the flower that you're eating is edible first mm-hmm. because not all flowers are edible. I know. So just make sure it is. And um, some tips that we got from The Guardian in a little essay called Strange and Delicious, A Guide to Pickling Young mm. Petals. Wow. Usually flowers taste fragrant and gingery, but if they're too old, they can be bitter. So what you want to do is you want to take about 250 milliliters of rice wine Mm -hmm. vinegar, 150 grams of sugar, a teaspoon of salt, and then you just heat that mixture up until it's hot but not boiling. Uh, And then you just pour it over a packed jar of loose petals or immature flower buds. Mm. You want to make sure you remove the hair sepals first. Okay. And then it just takes about 24 hours and you can eat it all different ways, Ellen. Well, it works well with sushi, rice, mild creamy cheese, or straight from the jar. Wouldn't that be nice with cream cheese on a I bagel? I think so. 
Wow. That's interesting, right? This would be good, huh? You could use the purple colored flowers too. That'd be really beautiful on beautiful top of too. cream cheese. Oh, that's a new idea. Mmm. Nice. I think I could even picture frozen desserts with these flowers on top of them as well. I think so. Or, you know, yogurts. Mmm. I think it would be good. That would be really delicious right? as well. Yummy. A little hint of springtime in the middle of the winter. Mmm. So, we're going to go into another song, Ellen Chu. Okay. And this song is... Uh, so, it's the... the Rose Boy? Rose Boy. Yeah. And this is a song of the year um, that was chosen at the 2019 Golden Melodies, which are Taiwan's Grammys. Mm-hmm. This is by uh, Jolene Tsai. Uh, and, of course, we chose this song because it was a popular song last year and because it has rose in it so it fits in with our flower theme but there's right. actually an interesting story behind it that makes it very, very meaningful sad story mm. yes uh-huh so this is actually inspired by ye yongju who is a student at a high school in pingdong and mm. he was um a kind it's of actually middle school middle school oh, mm-hmm. so he was a victim of bullying um and probably connected to like his I think he was gay, yeah? Right, sexuality. Yeah. So, um, they created this song and this video to go with it. Um, and we will have a link for that mm-hmm. below so that you can watch the video. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's just calling on people to respect everybody regardless of what they're like. And... Um, mm-hmm. And to treat everyone with respect and not to bully people. I really think that and I stand for that. You know, I really, really detest like any kind of bully. Mm. And, you know, when I was little, I would just walk up to bullies and punch them. (laughs) Yeah. I punched a boy that's like a head bigger than me, Mm. maybe like three times my size. Mm. And I punched him. Wow. Good for you. Because he was bullying my friend. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Well, thank you for doing that because when I was a kid, I got bullied really badly. Really? Yeah, for the wow. same thing that this Ye Yongji got bullied for. And <gasps> I never had the courage to stand up to the bullies. Well, you so, know, you should be friends with me. I know. I would just, you know, pop them for you. I think we would have gotten on fantastically in exactly. high school. Junior high school. Okay. So have a listen to this. This is called Rose Boy. Okay. Saonian, and we'll be back in just a moment with our third course on today's feasts. Sam said, Heaven's third day. 
Listening to Feast Meets West. Third course. Okay, we've reached our third course in today's feast, Alan Chu. So this is the time when we have to remind ourselves with our resolutions. Okay. <laughs> yes. You know, I love doing this every year, even though it's always kind of painful. <laughs> it's always like, ah. Oh man. Did I say that? <laughs> that was me. Okay. So, so we're going to rewind to the very first show of 2019 mm-hmm. to listen to what our New Year's resolutions were All for right. last year and to see whether or not we kept up with them. Let's do it. Let's do it. First, uh, let's start with you. So this year's resolution. <laughs> you first. <laughs> okay. This year's resolution, other than, you know, continuing the cleanup and throwing away because they have grown up another year old. Yeah. And I think we can do more of the cleanup. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think, like I said, I want a little bit of time to myself, you know. It's it's just been, you know, for, for work, for career, for family. And, you know, sometimes you look back. I never do anything for myself. Yeah, that's really important. Yeah. Especially for moms. Yeah. It's like you... You just dedicate your entire life. And, you know, as PTA, I'm, like, dedicating my life to school, too. Parent-teacher association. She's yeah. the head. <laughs> and, you know, some little kids just walked up to me, you know, this year, you know, because I was helping them to start up the lunch program. And, you know, I was there daily for two and a half months. And the kids went up to you and they're like... Ms. Chu, do you have a work-life balance? No, the kids, because I stop like at end of October, mm. okay? And I just told the school, I think, you know, everything's on track. So yeah. I'm just going to move on to other projects. I'm not going to be here. They're like, really? You're not going to be here? We miss you. Right, but, you know, after like two or three weeks, you know, when sending my kids to school, these little kids and older kids walk walk up to me and say, why aren't you here anymore? And I'm just like, well, I don't work here. But, you know, at the end, I said, do you like me being here? They're like, yes, we miss you. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just like, geez, you know, is, is it, do they think that I'm a staff. Yeah, you're like, the school doesn't actually pay me enough to be here. I'm a cafeteria (laughs) auntie, you know, that comes around. I'm like, do you know who I am? I am Rihanna's mom. And I know, but we miss you here. I'm like, okay. That is dedication, ladies and gentlemen. If you want a model of dedication and somebody who puts her heart into everything she does, Mm. it's this woman right next to me, Ellen Chu. (laughs) 
Thank you. <laughs> and that's why we've chosen her Miss Taiwan. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have to say, yes. the first part about cleaning up, throwing away some of their toys and clothes, I did that, okay, this year. Good for you. So, it, it was up, okay? I done it, okay? I, I reached my resolution for that part. And, you know, listening to the second part about having more time is just repeating, <laughs> repeating. We just play the same thing. And you kind of Said respond the same, the thing, same too. thing, too. It's like Groundhog's Day. Exactly. <laughs> but the thing is, you know... Like I said, I was moving on, right, mm. from the lunch program and doing other projects. And this year, I am the traffic monitor. <laughs> <laughs> That's our new program. Oh. So every morning, I'm not there like lunchtime. Every morning, I've been there this semester for the past three months. Yes. Oh, Ellen Chu. Yes. You need to rethink traffic. that. No, it's like, you know, the first two weeks, it, it, I was there every single day. But now it's like, you know, every grade has to take turn and come out to be the traffic or, you know, traffic mom or dad. Yeah. But because this is a new program, so every week I go, I pick two days that I'm, that I'm available uh-huh. and to be there with them mm-hmm. to show them that, you know, I'm not just, you know, throwing the job to you. I'm there with you. She walks the walk, not just talks the talk. So now, in the morning, I have little kids coming off of their car, coming over, <laughs> hugging me. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. You, you get the most hugs of anyone every day. Exactly. And, I, you know, it, it's it's something that, you know, it touches you. Like yesterday, mm. I had some seniors, okay, mm. senior students that walked up to me, and they went to New York mm-hmm. on a World Scholar Cup competition, mm. and they bought me souvenirs. Oh, that is really sweet, Ellen. Yeah. I, it almost made me cry right there because, you know, I didn't really, you know, expect them to needing to say or, you know, be appreciative in any way. I just wanted to do it because, you know, it's good for the school and for the kids. I think that even though you need more time for yourself and you should get it this year and you should go to Korea, <laughs> I, I still think Or that, Caribbean. Or the Caribbean or wherever. <laughs> yeah. I think that um, giving service to other people is great for you and it's great for other people. And I think you should continue to do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So after the traffic monitor, I will be moving on again. So next year when we sit here... You will know what kind of post I will be holding, okay? (laughs) And stay tuned. Don't go away. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Shall we have a listen to what my resolution of the year is? Your two resolutions. My two. We'll start with the first one. And you? Stop talking about me. (laughs) So I actually want to hope that this year I can do a little bit of writing mm-hmm. and a little bit more thinking to what I actually want to do. So he wants to write a Face Meets West book. <laughs> oh, no. She yes. Put, she put that in recording. Um, yes. It's in recording. So now I have to kind of hold myself to that, huh? I want this program, this segment, <laughs> to be aired, like maybe in oh. June of 2019. Oh. And I want to hear... How far I am. (laughs) How far he is. How does he feel at that point of life? Did he regret he made this resolution? (laughs) Regretting it now. (laughs) Writing, right? Yes, I'm definitely regretting making that that resolution. (laughs) I am making your resolution actually happening. This year? (laughs) Because I I have to tell you, last year, I didn't do any writing. (laughs) That's why I'm putting together a writing (laughs) workshop for you to... 
host. Oh, right, that's right. <laughs> she is actually. That is true. Right. I I did this offer in 2019. So I should thank you for that. You should thank me. Okay. I help you complete your resolution. If I can speak on my behalf, the reason why I didn't write last year is because, like a month after I made that resolution, I started a brand new project, uh-huh. and it took all of my time. Did you do some writing it's, for that? Yes, I did. Okay. It is called Taiwan Insider. <laughs> all right. Mm. Shall we go on to my other resolution? Yes, A two. All right, have a listen. I also want to do a little more thinking about what I want to do in the future, mm-hmm. rather than having other people set my path for me. It's about time that I kind of made some choices. Yeah, you haven't been making choices. No, <laughs> I believe children are future. Teach them well and let them lead, lead the way. way. Show them all the beauty <laughs> they possess inside. Um, Give them the sense of pride. This is not the first time we've sung this song in our show. <laughs> you know, it's meaningful. <gasps> oh, oh, the greatest love of all, man. How many times have we sung that in our show? I think we, it's like Groundhog's Day. We repeat ourselves over <laughs> and over and over again. So, you know, maybe our listeners, if you have been listening to me and Andrew, you probably know that, you know, what are we going to be saying next, okay? So, okay, give me one sentence. What are you going to do this year? This year? Resolution. One sentence. One sentence? Live my life full Okay, I like that. Um, Mine is going to be watch more Netflix. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Hey, I want that too. I haven't been watching my Netflix. I have my box and everything set up. (laughs) I figure after all these years of making resolutions I can't stick to, why not do what I'm going to (laughs) meet? Okay. All right. Next year when I hear this, I'm probably going to laugh. I'm like, did I really say that? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I'm going to check which shows you watch. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. So that is our year end. I'm sorry, year beginning show. Yeah. <laughs> Write to us. Beginning, back to us. Yes. Write to us and tell us about yours. P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. That's right. Send us an email. A-N-D-R-O-O at R-T-I dot O-R-G dot T-W. And uh, next week on the feast... Uh, it's election day in Taiwan next Saturday, but don't worry, we're not going to be talking about politics. Nope. Nope. We will be talking about frozen garlic, and we'll tell you what the connection is I next remember, week. We won't be talking about election because Mrs. Santa Claus sent us a forward button. That's right, a fast forward button. <laughs> but we don't want to fast forward to the show. We fast forward. You can listen, fast forward through the week, listen to next week's show, and then fast forward to the end of the elections. Right. Done. Okay. All right. One final song for you today. Like a bong bong. Like a bong bong. Like a bong bong. This is a hit song last year, a dance song by Ella and 911. Okay. For Peace I'm Andrew Ryan. And this is Ellen Chu. Like a bong bong. Like a bong bong. Like a
Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6180 kHz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6180 kHz. And in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International. <laughs> 